The following program is brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovusOrdoWatch.org. That's NovusOrdoWatch.org. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Trad Reviews on member-supported Restoration Radio. I am your host, Matthew Arthur, joined by Daniel Ford to review the recently released film, Ben-Hur. So, Daniel, um, initial thoughts on the movie? Yes, well, um, I thought uh, the movie um, was good. I mean, I hadn't seen the original. Um, I thought it was a great story. Um, the... Um, a lot of a lot of people criticised it as relying too much on computer generated effects, and uh, it did seem at, at some parts a bit clunky um, and a bit uh, you know I, I guess kind of hastily put together. Um, but that was my initial thoughts on on the movie. Yeah, I think the same thing. I, the scene I did like a fair bit was uh, the galley's battle scene. I found um, it captured sort of the brutality which really that naval warfare you would imagine would have. Yes, and especially when that um, that that, that uh, what would you say that that metal thing protruded from the ship, uh, um, and um, you, you know that that metal protrusion uh, entered into the, uh, the the guy's boat, of course. Ah, uh, yes, you yes. get the idea as, as to uh, exactly how. What, what, what an adverse situation that they were placed in. Mm, and also, did you notice when the non-Romans, I forget what side or what country it was, but they had that Roman soldier at the front of the ship, so when they crashed, he was the first to hit the other ship? Yes, I, I, I must say I didn't really notice that. Ah. Um, but yes, the it was, what well, was, hang on, yeah, actually, we don't know who it was. It was Romans versus we don't exactly know who, who it was, do we? It's interesting. It might have been in the book. Yeah. The thing about this as well is we are reviewing from a Catholic perspective. Yes, and I, and I was looking from the uh, you know theological perspective. Um, one of the things that did uh, strike me about the uh, the movie was, you know, and I will say that, um, you know, from the start, they had, of course, the very uh, Jewish names there, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, uh, and then followed by mention of uh, the Messiah, which I thought was an interesting touch, especially in 2016. I believe the overarching narrative that they're trying to put forward in this uh, film is to contrast the the you know, the barbarity, um, the, what would you say, the uncivilized nature of pre-Christian Rome um, and to contrast that with the message of Jesus. And I th- thought that's what um, what they tried to convey in the film. Mm, that's a good point. And I would say it's probably what also the author of the book would have been trying to convey as the title did mention Christ yes. in that book. Yes, um, it, it's interesting because, yes, it was called Ben-Hur, The Tale of the Christ, but um, the... Judging by that film, um, you know, it was almost as if, well, not quite, but it was almost as if Jesus was incidental until the um, later part of the film. It seemed to be more concerned with the um, the story of of the two brothers and and their relationship with mm. each other. Though that sort of is integral part to it. I think you know how Judah Ben Hur um, reacted through actions of Christ, how he was influenced and all that. But in the original movie, mm. Christ, they didn't actually have an actor. He was just a silhouette. Um, and okay. I think that that was a lot better than actually what they did in this movie. Um, and it's funny, it's interesting to note, if you listen to a few of the other shows um, on True Restoration, you might know that Bishop Sanborn, his favourite secular movie is actually the old Ben-Hur. Mm. 
Yeah, well, I must admit, I had not seen the old Ben Hur, so I really can't uh, contrast with that. Um, I thought the representation of Jesus was uh, reasonable. I mean, the um, you know, they represented him in a very traditional way. Um, they they did put words in his mouth, unfortunately, um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they weren't trying to go with some kind of postmodern, um, you know, heterodox version of 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 our Lord. Um, I think they they weren't too bad with that. That's interesting, Daniel, because well, one of the biggest things because we are discussing from a Catholic perspective, they want people want to know how was Christ portrayed. That's probably a huge part um, in a movie. It's interesting because I actually thought that um, well, the first thing I wrote. In my notes, when I saw Jesus in the carpent, when he was doing the carpentry scene, is Jesus looks corny. Now, maybe it was just a personal thing, or and I also had had a very bad accent. Did you pick yeah. up on that? Um, no. Look, I, I thought the like most of the characters were criticised for having very bad accents because <laughs> there, it was some kind of um, <laughs> it, it, it was some kind of like off American kind of slightly British, um, you know, trying to recreate essentially. The the accent that they used to use in the movies, mm. the the what would they call it, the trans, the mid Atlantic or transatlantic accent, um, but they knew that they couldn't quite get away with it because it was twenty sixteen. So they went for something that was like American, but not quite American. Ah, uh, interesting, interesting. Um, well, one thing I noticed, and I think you would probably agree with me, was well, like you said, the words put into Christ's mouth. What were the messages basically that they were pushing? in Christ's words um, in that movie. Uh, you know, about love. love. And, yeah, it, it was it was a little bit 2016 in a sense. Um, it, it wasn't quite Jesus' message. It was it was very much the sanitised uh, version that we get these days, that the Christianity is love and that's all it is. Yes, yes. And one thing that I, I really disliked is, well, for starters, you said he put words, they put words in his mouth as if Christ's words that are documented are not good enough already. Yeah. But... Um, do you remember that scene when Judah Ben Hur's, I guess you could say, girlfriend slash fiance? I don't really know the full thing. It was because you know it's set back then. Yeah. But um, she says to him, "This is after he's come back from the galleys." Um, she says to him, "Um, you know, I'm inspired by Christ. He mm. has such great acts and messages of love." Yeah. Yet there's zero mention of all his miracles, which is what everyone was talking about at the time. Yes. Yes. That's that. That is a, a very good observation, actually. Um, they didn't want to that. They didn't mention the miraculous. Well, maybe in passing they may have, but uh, I don't think that was an integral part of the movie. When, as you say, it is quite right that that it was the miracles that people had noticed, um, which proved that he was divine. So I, I think that gets to the crux of it, doesn't it? It's the it's the elevation of the human aspect of Jesus over the divine, which mm. obviously, you know, um, I think people. Especially, you know, like um, uh, what would you say the uh, maybe the Jewish Hollywood uh, studios would be more comfortable with mm, yes. the elevation of the human over the divine, and um, it also, I think, in the movie, it doesn't actually portray Jesus as being the Son of God. What he was, it it basically made him look like just someone who did good, nice things. Yes, um, yes, that's yeah. a fair point too. And one thing that like this is probably the one of the biggest issues I had um, was so Esther says that to Judah Ben Hur, right? She says. I'm inspired by Christ. Mm. Um, and about 15 or so minutes in the movie later, thereabouts, there's a scene where Esther goes to meet Judah Ben-Hur mm. where he trains the horses, the chariot racing horses. They have a chat. But then like, it goes to a next scene which when it's at night and they're lying next to each other 
Yes. He's topless. Yes, yes. I, yes, that, <laughs> I, I did notice that. Uh, and that was, um, yeah, that that wasn't quite in in, uh, in accordance with the message of Jesus. And the biggest problem I have with that is to viewers who may not know the real messages of Christ or, or Catholicism, what that puts across is, I'm inspired by Christ, therefore yeah. impure impurity. So it, it proves, it shows that, I, I would say that it implies that Christ approves of what they did. Well, yes, I, I must admit I did, I did pick up on that. And, um, you know, yeah, that was that was a major uh, problem for me. Mm, mm. Um, I mean, you can look up this stuff on Kids in Mind, but another thing I had in my notes as far as a modesty was a woman's back exposed. Um, obviously, if you have children, <laughs> well. you can decide, hey, you might see something like that or worse, just walking down the streets. It's not mm. a big deal, but maybe just something I thought I'd put in there. Now, Daniel, um, <laughs> what we love to see, or what I should say, is what we usually see from Hollywood. Well, who runs Hollywood, Daniel? Ah, well, you know, Metro Goldwyn Mayer were the producers of that film, and uh, they have some very good Jewish names. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. And what do um, they have something on their shoulder? They, or at least they come across. They have this thing on their shoulder. Doritos on their shoulder. Oh, like oh a, yes, like a like a like a, a chip on the oh, shoulder. Oh yeah, a chip on the shoulder. Ah, that, yes. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And um <laughs> So when you watch The Passion of the Christ, directed by Mel Gibson, a lot of people have seen that. It makes very clear who the people were behind the crucifixion of Christ. Um, and would you say ah, it's the Metro yes. Golden Mayors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well definitely. Um uh, definitely their spiritual uh, descendants. And I'll tell you, that is a good point. Um they didn't really mention uh, at all, um, the people who um, actually crucified or, you know, who, yeah, who crucified our Lord. Now, of course, people say, well, yes, it's the Romans. Uh, of course, it occurred under the Roman uh, governorship, um, but we know who was agitating for it and we know who really wanted it. The Romans didn't really care too much either way. Uh, they were more concerned with, uh, especially Pontius Pilate, more concerned with maintaining his you know, political um, hold on power. Absolutely. And Pontius Pilate is made out to look like a very bad guy throughout Ben-Hur. Remember the march um, near the beginning of the movie? I don't even know if that had Pilate, but I know Pilate did govern the, was it Jerusalem, some section that a yeah. lot of the movie set in. And if you pick up on the things, it makes out that Pontius Pilate was the one who wanted to crucify Christ. He was the driving force behind it. Yeah, which, um, is, uh, which is utter rubbish. Mm, now, here's another thing to do with the chip on the shoulder. I don't remember this watching the original film. It has been a while, admittedly, but... The, do you remember the scene, Daniel, where Ben-Hur, he punches his brother, the Roman, who's now the Roman tribune. Mm. And then as a result, the governor, I think it was Pontius Pilate, maybe some other Roman, yes. but let's just say a, a Roman decided to just gather 20 Jews from the city That's and execute right. them. That's right. I do not remember that in the old movie, so I could, I could be wrong here. I have not read the book, yeah. but I did post on like two or three for, um, book forums mm. to find out was that in the book. I have not got a reply, so more. So offensive. that's it. That that is that would be very interesting if that were the case. Because um, see, as I mentioned, I haven't seen the old movie, but mm. if they added that bit about the persecution of the Jews in there, uh, again, another attempt at diluting the central message of the film, isn't it? And and making it one about. The persecution of Jews. Well, that, that's exactly right. So the focus, so the movies like Judah Ben Hur, his brother, they have the thing, you know, have yeah. a little conflict, then they resolve it. Yeah. Um, Christ is, uh, you know, full of love. 
Well, and you, it's very you know, inspiring. You, you, and Pontius Pilate crucified him. <laughs> yes, and, and and Judah Ben Hur, of course, uh, was the the main protagonist of the film. Uh, you know, was obviously the more um, yeah the one that we were. Uh, asked to sympathise with a lot mm. more than Masala, mm. the treacherous uh, uh, Masala who had, uh, you know, betrayed mm. someone who had taken him in. And, of course, um, what they, you know, obviously they, they the, the movie was about the hospitality that the, uh, obviously, Judah Ben-Hur mm. uh, bestowed upon Masala only to have it met with um, ingratitude. And, of course, you had the... Um, yeah, I mean, a very sympathetic portrayal of, of Judah, but I thought that was probably the same in the old movie too. It would have been, wouldn't it? Because the, the hero was was Jewish, I guess. Well, absolutely. And in the old movie, it was a lot about Ben-Hur. Like I said, Jesus was in it for a bit and he was just a silhouette. Mm. So um, it would be interesting to... Like, the book is a big book from what I remember, like yeah. when I looked at it. I'm pretty sure I got it because you can get it from iBooks. It was like 2 or $3. Yeah. Um, haven't read it yet. Probably would have been a good idea to read before recording this show, but what can you do? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I would say that, um, you know, on, on a positive note, um, that um, the message that I got just from uh, watching it, um, and I think that you know, a secular person might have got that kind of message as well, was the message of the civilization of of Christianity in you know and and the alternative which is barbarism and and eye for an eye and that kind of thing so I think that the movie did that part of it pretty well mm-hmm. um before I mean this is a pretty short show we've pretty much covered the meat of it before we go off our final conclusions I guess mm. on it um one thing I want to ask as well did you notice with Christ the scene it may not have been representing the exact uh passage in scripture but it was close enough to when he says he that is without sin among you let him first cast a stone at her yes um now did you think like in the way that was done for instance in the passion of of christ um or the passion of the christ it was done very like respectful and christ was like it was, it was very what's the word would you say elegant, in a profound um, manner like profound yes. yes but in this movie he <laughs> Jesus, the um, the actor of Jesus, well, you know, runs up while this person's getting stoned, as in getting rocks yeah. thrown at them. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it almost—it came across to me. It was almost like uh, he was like a bit flustered, like a bit like a just a really nice guy, just going a bit stu- acting a bit stupid, but still trying to get it across. Did you get that, or was that just me? Um, yeah, there, there could be something for that. I mean, um, yeah, basically, he—that was when he put himself in front of mm. the of the girl and and you know to to protect her and, and something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yes, I think it diminished some of Jesus' authority. Um, mm. You're right. Um, he at the time was a very imposing figure who was respected by um, his followers and even people who he was feared by those who who you know weren't his followers. They did say in the movie that this man is dangerous and and et cetera, et cetera. So they did have that sense at least uh, of, you know, him being feared. Mm -hmm. But I think that, yes, he could have been much more imposing in in that scene. Um, Yeah, it it did make make Jesus look like a little bit of a crank in that that film, in in that portrayal. So, yes, that is a a fair point. Mm. Mm. So in closing, Daniel, what would you say? Like, let's just say someone asked you, hey, should I see the new Ben-Hur? In a, in a quick summary, just like maybe, you know, yeah. five seconds or so, what would you say? Look, I, I would uh, advise them, uh, you know, uh, parents to discuss these theological problems with, mm. with the kids. But, um, you know, I, I think it's a good movie. I, I would recommend it um, generally. Mm. Yes, I would um, agree. Like, it's a lot better than a lot of other movies out there. Um, it, do- yeah. it does have some problems. So, I mean, if you're a parent, of course, you've just got to decide, is my kid 
does do, do they know enough? Are they aware enough in the faith to deal with that kind of thing? Mm. Um, those things. I mean, I did find the depiction of Jesus. I, I, that was a really big thing for me. I thought it was reasonable, but yeah. it, it wasn't um, quite on the mark, was it? Yeah, well, that. But this is coming from someone who, even like watching the old movies of Christ, I sort of cringe a bit. The only movie I've seen that does it a bit of justice, um, I would say, is The Passion of the Christ. It's the only oh, movie yes. I've seen, but maybe that's just me with the overly high standards. Well, no, look, Mel Gibson, um, you know, he, what, what could you say? His heart's in it. Um, <laughs> I, I think the um, I think the people who produced the latest Ben-Hur were probably thinking more in terms of their wallets and they were probably mm. thinking more in terms of the, um, you know, getting the Christian market, mm. so to speak. So, you know, they were more concerned with uh, probably, yeah, trying to make money from the Christian market, uh, not so much concern with because when Mel Gibson produced that film, it was a personal journey for him. He mm-hmm. said that uh, he started this journey with it, with the Passion of the Christ in 1995 when he said that he had reached his um, like a, a spiritual morass, and he said that that's what inspired him for this journey, which took him about nine years in total to produce. Mm-hmm. Now you just don't you, you can't fake that kind of passion, and for for Mel Gibson, um, the Passion of the Christ was. Uh, you know, a, an act of redemption on his part at the time. Um, whereas with Ben Hur, I think they were probably just trying to make a bit of money. That's absolutely right, and it's good to take that into account. Hmm. Thank you for listening to Trad Reviews. If you have any questions about anything you heard on today's episode, please email questions at truerestoration.org. We want to remind you that Trad Reviews is a production of member-supported Restoration Radio. All rights are reserved and any duplication without explicit written permission is forbidden. To obtain permission, please write to copyright at truerestoration.org. All of us here at Member Supported Restoration Radio hope that you found this show to be informative, helpful and beneficial to you and to your faith. In return, please think of offering a Mass, a Rosary, or even a simple Ave for our work the next time you pray. For the Restoration, I'm Matthew Arthur. And I'm Daniel Ford. May God bless you. This program was brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovusOrdoWatch.org. That's novusordowatch.org.